Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Jalen Johnson has showed up for the last week of OTAs, helping set that tone, uh, getting him ready to go for the rest of the season. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about uh, Bleacher Report listing Tremaine Edmonds as one of the most overrated, no, the over, most overrated linebacker. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform that we're on. But let's go ahead and get into the topics today. So, Jalen Johnson showed up for the final work a week of OTAs. And I talked about previously and prior before why it's important to get Jalen Johnson in there as much as possible. You want to take a look at what you have, the, the total talent. You want to get everybody on the same page as much as possible prior to the season starting. And while OTAs are optional in many cases, um, it's fine that Jalen Johnson is just now showing up. The key thing is him coming in now, getting some things together before training camp or being there for the full training camp and being fully healthy. We have a voicemail later on in the episode that I'm going to play in regards to Jalen Johnson, but I do like seeing Jalen Johnson in, in OTAs ready to go. We're, we are building something here in Chicago, and especially with the culture that we're trying to change and trying to develop here, uh, the, the amount of young rookies that, we, that as well that's coming in. I know that every Bears fan is not on the same page when it comes to Jalen Johnson. Some people view him as, yeah, you lock him in. He's been solid. It is what it is. Some people view him as, hey, let's go ahead and send him out. We'll actually be getting into that when we get into that voicemail before we end the show. But overall, I, I like the fact that Jalen Johnson has showed up to OTAs. It's just another step in the process and progress that we need to make as a team heading into the into the next part of the season. Coming out of that, though, going into the next topic, Tremaine Edmonds was actually listed by Bleacher Report as the most overrated linebacker in professional football. That was crazy to me to see, right? And while I get it, right, that when you look at, they talk about Tremaine Edmonds, you know, being, getting a, a nice number of tackles, getting over 100 tackles, but not really, you know, being the, the, the getting the, the, the ma- most amazing tackle, something, stuff like that. Like, I, I understand doubt around every player, right? But when you look at a player like Tremaine Edmonds, to be number 20, to only be 25 years old and to list him as the most overrated player at his position, that's crazy to me, right? That's wild to me, right? And they even say this, wait, it's not to say that Edmonds can't play. He's a very good linebacker who at 25 is only just entering the prime of his career, but he's never a tackle monster. His career high was 121 as a rookie. He had a relatively modest six and a half sacks and five interceptions in five years with the Bills. And while he was excellent in coverage in 2022, in both 2020 and 2021, his passer rating against was north of 100. Edmonds is a very good player being paid like he's great, but he hasn't shown that greatness not yet. Wow, right? Tremaine Edmonds, which has been looked at primarily, and I think another, a different writer on Bleacher Report, as one of the best signings of the, of the free agent period. Now to list him as, as the, not one of, 
the most overrated linebacker in the NFL? Man, that's just crazy to me. I Like, with what he's done, getting over 100 and, 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 and tackles in all five seasons, to me, that right there points to he can't be the most overrated, right? But, hey, the doubt, like I've said before, I'm somebody who welcomes all the doubt. I want all the smoke. I, I do not shy away from it. I think when you give players anything to put on the bulletin board, anything to put a chip on their shoulder, they're going to do it, and they're going to come out and perform. And the way that Tremaine Edmonds has already talked about this defense, talked about you know the scheme, talked about the fit, talked about the talent, coming in, taking a leadership role with the Chicago Bears, everybody, anybody else who agrees that he's the most overrated linebacker, I think he's going to turn some heads this season as well. Um, and it's just, it's just that was one of the things that was kind of a little surprising to see. But let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think Tremaine Edmonds is the most overrated linebacker in all of the NFL? And if not, who do you think is actually the most overrated linebacker in the NFL? Now, moving on from that, we also got some news. Eric Mangini has said that the Chicago Bears will be a team that will surprise. And this is starting, you're starting to see outlets come out, come, come around to the Chicago Bears, right? And I think when you look at it, the Chicago Bears have the potential to go from worst to first in their division. Is it going to be easy? Should they be favored? I'm going to say no in both of those cases. But when you look at the talent level here on the Chicago Bears, we got some young players. We got some rookies that are going to be playing impact roles for the Chicago Bears. So it may take a little while for it all to come together. But I do think that this team is going to be able to, to completely wow and surprise some people. And if this chemistry works out, Luke Getze also develops as an offensive coordinator and the leap that we think that Justin Fields is going to be ready to make the season for the Chicago Bears. I think, listen, I'm, I, I've been hesitant to say it. I've been hesitant to really, because, you know, I'm a Bears fan through and through. Bears fans my, my whole entire life. I've never been a, a fan as far as a diehard fan of another team my whole life, right? I was a fan of the Saints there for a while because I like Drew Brees, but that was just like a, hey, that's a pretty damn good team. I watch them when they're on, but I've never been a fan of another team where I live and breathe them and that's been the Chicago Bears my whole life and because of that I, I try to I try to make sure that I don't sound too homery right when it comes to talking about my team but the Bears are in a position to be able to be the first in their division they are talking about you know the Lions saying set the tone in the division the Bears are in a position to do that themselves now we have to see it come together because nothing's won on paper and we have to see our offensive coordinators better utilize the talent that we have here now but ultimately, I do think that the Bears are in a position to, to do that. And I think when you look at just the improvement that we've made at every level, wide receiver, improved, running back room, improved, right? Even losing a great running back in, in, in David Montgomery, our, our offensive line, improved. Hopefully, Justin Fields as well has taken that, that next step up as a leader and as a, as a play caller and passer, and then we'll be improved in that area as well. Our tight end game, improved with adding Robert Tanyan to Cole Komet, who had a breakout season last year. Our defensive line, improved. Linebacker core, improved. Secondary, improved. And hopefully healthy for the most part of the season as well. You can keep doubting the Chicago Bears all you want. And I understand the doubt and pessimism around this team. I had an old episode on it last week where I understand a lot of the pessimism. But I think that this team has put together a nice amount of talent. But they got to show it on the football field. And to hear uh, coaches that have won Super Bowls like Eric Mangini saying it, it sounds good. And yeah. It, it adds a little bit of vindication to it to a, to a degree. But at the end of the day, I think this team is going to show and prove more so on the football field. And that is what makes me proud because once this team straps on the pads and the lights are on, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I have faith, a lot of faith in this team's ability to shut the doubters up, to come out and show you guys, hey, 
This is what Chicago football is about. This is what the monsters of the midway can look like. That's what I hope to feel. That's what I hope to see. And we'll, and we'll see that. We'll see if that, that actually, if I'm wrong, if I'm off my rocker, if it comes to fruition, we'll see. Now, one of the things I talked about in yesterday's episode was how the Chicago Bears are probably not likely to go after a veteran edge right now, waiting to see and, and trust the development of Travis Gibson, Dominique Robinson working with um, vets and things like that. And overall, they're... they're Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Improvement on the interior defensive line and why the, the pressure from that interior defensive line is important in the Matt Eberflew system, especially the three-tech position. But Greg Gabriel also seems to, to be in line with me. That says that the, the Bears are not likely to try to make a trade for Chase Young. And I know that this is something that, you know, we've talked about. We've, we've speculated ourselves here, like, could the Bears go after and try to get Chase Young? And the last time we talked about this, I tried to set the, the precedent, right? And the expectation that the Bears aren't probably likely to do anything as far as edge until if they do address it, it probably won't be till a midseason trade. That's probably when it will happen. The Bears seem set to see what they have in this defensive line when adding to Marcus Walker, uh, improvement from Travis Gibson, uh, the improvement in, in the interior defensive line as well, Billings being down there and being a beast himself. And I think they're going to they're gonna ride out. Now, if this defensive line does not come together, the way that they hope, and by midseason they're looking at something, I do think Ryan Poles could pivot and look at a trade at that point in time. But ultimately, as much as we're talking about going out, getting a veteran edge, things like that, I think a trade is highly unlikely because I don't think Ryan Poles is going to want to give up any assets if he doesn't have to. And then as far as signing a veteran edge rusher, I'll give that a higher percentage just because, like I said, the closer that we get to the start of training camp and preseason, and some of these veterans aren't re-signed, the more likely they are to take one-year prove-it deals. And uh, Yannick Ngakwe could be one of the people who are set up to do that. Um, hell, even even maybe Robert Quinn, right? And I know that, that that's a name that we don't, you, we wouldn't, the money that we were paying him before, of course, nobody wants to pay him that money now. But when you look at possibly bringing in a veteran, um, Robert Quinn could be something that they explore as you get closer to the start of the season, just because he's familiar with the system, familiar with the team. He's a veteran presence. They could. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not even saying that's necessarily what I would want them to do, but it is something that the Bears could explore. But I think that exploring a veteran edge in general, via through trade, via through signing, it gets more unlikely the more we go through it. And even though Ryan Poles has said that they've explored some things and that the, that the offseason isn't done yet, the Bears still having $32 million in salary cap space as well. I don't necessarily think that a veteran edge is coming in. And here these other outlets say it kind of point towards that direction as well. Um, and we'll see what happens over the course of the season. But mailbag is starting to fill up. You know, we usually do mailbags on Fridays and Saturdays. But because you guys are going off and I love to see it, keep sending in those voicemails. Never hesitate. I wanted to, to use one of the voicemails on today's episode. This one, this one's from Fred. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on? This your boy, Fred, calling from the south side of Inglewood and the shy. Bad down as usual, though, man. I just want to say, man, I love what y'all doing. Keep doing what y'all doing. And, and I appreciate y'all give us, you know, a, the, the, the fans for us to voice our opinion on here. Now I got that out the way. But, yeah, you know, 
we definitely the Bears gonna be eleven to six. You know what I'm saying? Shit, see, Doug. You know, hey, I ain't seen your papers, but everybody talks a nine to eight or whatever record they give us. But the Bears is a better team, though. You know, I'm not saying it because it's gonna pay for what the media's saying. But overall, I think we got better. We just need a, you know, an edge rusher. And, you know, need guys to step up and do what they got to do. Justin Fields, you know, even if he don't win the MVP, but he's going to be in the talk for MVP. And as far as Jalen Johnson, I'm over Jalen Johnson. Just like Hayes is over Vildor, I'm over them too because we gave them a chance. Now we brought two rookies in that, to me, honestly, I would mind us starting two rookie corners, though. As long as we got a good front four that can get after the quarterback, That'll make our defense, you know, especially on the corners and job. The second the job would be easier, though. But what you think, man? You, you think we should go ahead and trade Jada Johnson <clears throat> excuse me, and start Terrell Smith and Stevenson on each side or put one of the rookies in the slot and let Kyler Gordon play the number one corner? Because Jalen, he, he, he don't give me that shutdown corner energy since we drafted him. You know what I'm saying? One pick for your career and you had some pass breakups, Come on, dog. Like, you began Burke, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just an overrated corner. So let me know what you guys think. Should we either trade him or give him a contract extension or let or the Bears going to see if he's worth a contract extension? Because I think they should see if he's worth a contract extension or not. In my opinion, I think we shouldn't give his ass no contract extension. Let me know what you guys think, man. Bear down. All right, Fred. Hey, thank you for tuning in to us, man, and 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 just supporting the team. We appreciate you on that one. As far as Jalen Johnson, you being over Jalen Johnson, there are a lot of Bears fans that share that sentiment. And I think that ultimately when it comes to Jalen Johnson, to to answer your question as far as do you trade, do you extend, whatever with Jalen, I think that they're going to wait and see how it plays out over the season. We could absolutely see, much like with Roquan Smith last season, right, and Robert Quinn to that to that matter, that if those contract extension talks don't go favorably and the, the Bears see that they're, they're far off and Jalen Johnson's production – may not be what the Bears hope it to be, or one of those rookies that you did mention does step up in a major way, I do think that that lends some possibility to Jalen Johnson being moved by the by the trade deadline. Now, I'm not willing to say which one is more likely than not. I ultimately hope Jalen Johnson comes in, performs during the season, and he earns that contract extension. That's what I would hope to see happen. But as we know with Ryan Poles, one thing he looks at is the value, right? He doesn't just look at the production on the field. He doesn't just look at the contract number. He comes up with basically an algorithm that those th- two things um, over overlap, and then that's the number he feels that's giving the most value to the team. And if the player then sees that value as well, as well they can come to a contract extension. But when you look at it, it all comes down to performance. Jalen Johnson has to perform. If he wants to stay a Chicago Bear and get that next deal with us, he has to perform in a way that it makes it ridiculous not to sign him, right? And so we'll see. Ultimately, I'm not as low on Jalen Johnson because of the lack of interceptions as some people are. I think that you can be a damn good cor- corner without necessarily getting the, the interceptions. It's all about how you perform in coverage. Now, that is an area that I would like to see him improve in certain times and in certain matchups. But ultimately, as this, this group develops, right, and we have young dogs behind them who ultimately are coming in ready to perform and Tyreek Stevenson already probably set to be a starter on day one with having Kyler Gordon in the slot. And how this that cornerback trio comes together and how Jalen Johnson leads that as the veteran presence on that is going to ultimately tell the story on what that contract extension could look like for him. But right now, I honestly think it's 50-50. I think there's a 
50% chance he could be moved by the trade deadline. I think there's a 50% chance he could reach a contract extension and stay with the Chicago Bears. But it all comes down to the value and the production he gives on the football field for the team. That's really what it comes down to. But that's my time for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another daily episode of Chicago Bears Central. You guys can follow the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform that we're on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, still king, stealing this from Booker. Chicago up, bear down, and I love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.